Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm not trying to female impersonate. That's, like, not what my goal is. I literally just, like, enjoy wearing it as I am. It's just my artistic outlets, my expression. And I think that in the beginning, people didn't understand that that's what it really was. They thought like, oh, you're just trying to be a woman. And I'm like, no, I'm literally not at all. I literally just like like making playing with makeup and it's fun for me. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos. We Ooh. hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. <laughs> Kirby, you look so tan. Thank you. It's called self-tanning. Yeah. Woo woo. And I just yet, did, a, what? A friendly reminder to wear your sunscreen and not tan and use self-tanner. Correct. I just get butt naked after a shower. I have my whole little reg. Get in the shower. Wash with body wash. Shave. Exfoliate with a mitt. Then I get out. I let my body temperature like uh, cool down a little bit. Maybe because of the pH, I don't know. I always find that if I start doing the self-tanning right after the shower, it doesn't look as good. It, like, looks splotchy. Well, also because you're probably, like, sweating a little bit from – not sweating, but, like, if you were to start, like, doing that, you'd probably start sweating a little bit and, like, your skin is still really, like, damp. Like, yes. I feel like it's – yeah. So – You need a little bit of time. I give it some time. And then I grab the mitt and I just – rub in circular motions all over my bod as best as I can. I pull out the aerosol spray. I give myself fake abs. I I do the contours of my neck, my shoulders. I'll do some little under boob action. Ooh. I know. It's really sexy. And then I always go, babies. And he comes upstairs, Patrick, and he will put on the mitt and he does my back for me. And that is true wub. <laughs> True. What did you do before, Patrick, for your back? Oh, I did some, like, acrobatics yeah. for sure. It was crazy. Definitely. Yeah. Wild times. So, yeah. I am tan, and I'm wearing my skims, so I look extra tan. You look great. I need to get some skims. Girl, get on it. It's truly just... I know. I'm very late to the skims party. Skim times. All right. We have a really great guest today. It's Pride Month, and we actually, like, didn't intentionally time... Manny for Pride Mm-mm. Month, I don't think. Mm-mm. But it's the first worked episode out. of Pride Month and it totally worked out. So our guest is Manny Gutierrez or Manny MUA to most people on the internet. You haven't met Manny, right? No, we've like been at events and, you know, stuff together, but I've never formally met him. But now I feel like we all could be BFFs. Manny is one of my favorite beauty content creators because if you watch his videos, one of the things that he says in every single video, he's like, hi, everybody, like, welcome to my channel. And, you know, if you're watching and you don't like, if you don't like it, just like, don't fucking watch. Like, (laughs) he's like, no need to bring negativity to my comment section, okay? If you don't like it, move on. And I'm kind of like, 
Yes. We can apply that to everything, right? If you don't like it, move on. And you don't have anything nice to say, just leave. Moveon.org. Move on with your life. Exactly. So, um, Manny, we met, just a little quick backstory, we met on that tart trip that I reference on this podcast at least once a month at this point. <laughs> In 2016, Tart took us to Hawaii, and I met Patrick Starr on that trip, Nicole Concilio, I think Jade, JD Wady 180 was on that trip. Um, I met Manny on that trip. And at this time, it was like boys and makeup were super popular, but it was also mm-hmm. still like like a novelty almost. Like, ooh, totally. these men wear makeup, but they're, you know, not drag queens and they just enjoy the art of wearing makeup. For a lot of people, a concept they couldn't wrap their head around, which we'll talk a little bit about in the interview. But Sarah, I would love to know your thoughts on Manny having interviewed him now and like gotten to interact with him. He's just one of the most... He's just so lovely. Nice. Yes. So nice. So much nicer than... Like, I... I obviously, like, I think he, he has he has a great reputation in, you know, the, the, the beauty world. Obviously, like, he's been around for so long. He was one of the OGs. But, you know, it's like, you feel like you know people and you can just, like, judge them based on the content that they create and all the YouTube videos that they do. But, like, you really don't know a person. And, and I'm not, I know what I'm saying is not truly groundbreaking. But, like, I feel like he is just so, so kind, so knowledgeable. I mean, he's really, really smart. Um, he's worked his ass off to get to where he is now. Um, and I'm just like such a fan after this interview. Yeah. And it's been really cool to see him evolve over, you know, since I started watching him like the past five to six years, because, you know, like he definitely did hone in on those trends that everybody used to do where it was like kind of dragging things. And then he kind of, he's like, he's growing up just like the rest Mm -hmm. of us. And he's like, yeah, that's not the vibe anymore. And, and one thing that I really appreciate about Manny is that he doesn't have an ego. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you interview these huge YouTube creators, the ego, I, I, it's insufferable. Yeah. It's truly yeah. insufferable. Like Kirby said, like when we've interviewed other big time YouTubers, there's like a whole team and lighting and audio check and all this stuff and it was like Manny with his boba trying to make sure his dog wasn't barking at the mailman (laughs) like just like just like Kirby and me our everyday lives yeah it felt like a friend and I I I mean he's awesome so we're you know Manny Manuela as I love to call him if you're listening um thank you for coming on the show we loved having you you were so much fun and I felt just it was like a really cool conversation to have um he mm-hmm. opened up about a lot of things and sarah do you want to give a little intro about for for those that may not be familiar with manny his background yes okay so manny gutierrez is a mexican american makeup artist beauty expert and pioneer in the makeup world um, he is known for his commitment to blurring the lines of gender in cosmetics he is one of the OG boys in makeup. Um, that's, you know, I feel like him, Patrick Starr were like the first to do it. And now, you know, there are just so, so many. So really, really paved the way. Um, he was the first male to be the face of Maybelline. Iconic. Um, he, yes. And then he went on to be the founder and CEO of his own brand called Lunar Beauty, which he will go into um, during our interview um, and like Kirby said, he's going to be talking about his newest launch, which is the Life's a Drag Facelift Color Palette. 
It is so fun, so colorful. Um, I mean, he's done so much. Like, we could go on and on about him. Like, he was on Kelly Clarkson's show. He interviewed President Biden recently. Incredible. Just a small little interview. Um, yeah, and, and he does so much, too, like, as a philanthropist. Um, works with a lot of organizations like St. Jude's. Um, the Human Rights Campaign, GLAAD, and the Los Angeles LGBT Center. And if you want to learn just like a little bit about him, obviously you can go to his YouTube channel. But if you have Disney+, Plus, watch The World According to Jeff Goldblum. And watch uh, the episode about makeup. Manny mm-hmm. is featured in it. Like Jeff goes to Sephora and meets Manny. And it's really, oh really cute. I need to watch this. Yeah. And, and like Manny is just, he's like so cool and put together. Like Jeff Goldblum's like, hi. And, and Manny's like, oh my gosh, welcome. Like he's just, it's really, really cute. So y'all should check really it out. Cute. Okay. Awesome. Everyone enjoy this episode with Manny and we will talk to you on Tuesday. Manuela Gutierrez yes do you hate me that I call you Manuela I'm always like in your Instagram comments (laughs) (laughs) yes I've been called that many times especially when I went by just Manuel instead of Manny I go by Manny now so no one really calls me that but when I went by Manuel yeah when you do your TikToks and you post them on Instagram I'm like Manuela what what is this I'm clutching my pearl They're ridiculous, honestly. They're so good. Thank you. So you're kicking off Pride Month for us. I think this is a perfect first guest for Pride Month. Sarah and I are such huge fans of yours. And you did that. You did something so major. Yes, you did. I am, as the children say, shooketh to my core. Yes, as the children say it. You interviewed President Biden and Dr. Fauci. Honestly, I still can't even get over that I did that. Like, I can't get over it. Can you walk us through, like, how did this even come to fruition? I am shook. So, like, my team made it happen, essentially, right? I think that the White House reached out, and they're like, we want to do some, like, kind of activation with influencers, in a way. I'm assuming they obviously just want to reach a broader audience, you know, a different kind of audience that might not watch the news as much or whatever, might watch YouTube more. And so we were going to do almost like a fireside chat situation, but that got pushed back. And so they're like, we would still like to do something and maybe we can do like a little interview for your channel. And I was like, unwell. Like I was not ready for this because I was so nervous. I was like literally shaking like the entire time. I feel like when I'm glam, I can like play it off. Like I'm like, oh, I'm like so sickening. I'm fine. Like it's like a little mask, you know? But deep down I was shivering. Oh my God, you did great. You killed it. Thank you. You were so good. It felt just like you interviewing them. It didn't feel like you put on some kind of like facade of, you know, I'm all stuffy and I'm interviewing the president. It was just Manny, Manny MUA interviewing Joe POTUS, which I was dying. So at the beginning of the interview, if y'all haven't seen it, Joe's like, I'll drop the POTUS if you drop the MUA. So Manny's like, yes. Screamed. <laughs> I was like, absolutely. I'll just call you President Biden. <laughs> I love that you asked him about his Desert Island Beauty product. It was cool because they kind of wanted to do like two formal questions and one more informal one. And I was like, perfect. I could ask two like formal questions and we'll do like a cute one at the end. Because it was obviously for my channel. It's not as like super serious as like it would be in like a different kind of outlet potentially. So I was like, let me just get a little skincare item from Joe. Good old Joe. And we loved his answer. Yeah, he, he loves a good sunscreen. I was so proud of him. I was like, I want to just hug him for saying sunscreen. 
I mean, we love to see it. Get vaccinated and wear sunscreen. Yes, vax, wax, and sunscreen. That's our motto (laughs) for the summer. That's our motto. Is there anything that you wanted to ask that they were like, no, we're not talking about this? Honestly, well, it wasn't even that. It's because they kind of had like an idea that they wanted to talk about the vaccine. That was like their whole thing. They're like, this is what we want to talk about. So of course my team sent over questions that just revolved around the vaccine essentially. Yep. So it wasn't anything that I was like out of the field asking. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have loved to just have a conversation, ask random questions, but they were like very focused on like, we want to talk about the vaccine. We want to talk about maybe like people, you know, if they have like the wrong notion of it, you know, in case that people just might, you know, hysteria just kind of happens. So that's kind of what it was about, just kind of really focusing on the vaccine and if people wanted to get it. And I'm very like, I've, of course, I'm vaccinated and I've gotten both doses of Pfizer, but if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's like your prerogative, right? Like I am not telling you what to do. I said it in my video, I'm like, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your freaking life, but like, if you want more information, I'm here to give it. That's the whole point. Totally. You're using your platform to spread information and educate. Love that. Spread a disease, spread a venereal disease. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for, just spread. That's me. Okay, Manny. Now on that note, we want to ask you, what's on your face? On my face, what I'm wearing today, just some chapstick. <laughs> very light, very casual. Very light. Um, so actually on my eyes, I'm wearing my new palette, Life's a Drag Facelift. This is her. I actually have her here with me. Gorgeois. With Lunar Beauty, I launched Life's a Drag. That was my first product I ever launched. My first like introduction to makeup was drag. So it was a huge part of my life and a huge part of my journey. So I wanted to kind of do an ode to drag essentially. And so I launched Life to Drag. And so it's been sold out for so long and I wanted to bring it back, but I wanted to give it a little lift, a little facelift, if you will, you know, change it up a bit. So she now has 21 shades instead of 14. Wow. That's like what I was going for. And I'm honestly, I'm so happy with it. It's very campy. Obviously it's my whole face on it. Like I'm not that type of person, okay? I'm not, like I'm not full myself. But the first palette had my eyes on it in drag. So I was like, well, how do I like vamp it up? And so that's what I'm wearing on my eyes. I'm so excited about it. On my brows, what am I wearing on my brows? I'm wearing the Brow Freeze actually from Anastasia Beverly Hills. I'm actually obsessed. Cheeks, I'm wearing, oh my God. Okay, so Benefit just came out with these like new palettes that are like Forescope, I think they're called, Forescope. Mm -hmm. And I'm wearing the Earth Sign one on my face. It's literally so good. And what is it? So it's like a face palette. So it has like four different face products. It had hula in it, but it's like a peachy blush. And then it has like a highlighter in it. So that's what I'm wearing on my face. And it's also really, really great. I love it. They launched that because hula is like 20 years old now, right? That's insane. Hula honestly is such an iconic color. I'm wearing it. I literally love it. I've always loved it. It's the best bronzer because it was like the first bronzer that launched that didn't have a shimmer to it. And it wasn't orange. Yes, it wasn't orange. We're all like, praise God, it's not orange. <laughs> What's on your lips? I keep staring at your beautiful lips. So I'm actually wearing a shade from Natasha Denona. It's like my natural like lipstick I always wear. It's like in the like, pink tube. It's like a square tube. I think it's called In the Nude. Ooh, okay. It's really pretty. I think that's what it's called. That's what I always wear. And I'm wearing um, Lunar Beauty Dreamy Gloss on top. I'm sure you've talked about this 100,000 times, but why did you name your brand Lunar? So I think Lunar Beauty, because I've always been a night owl, honestly, I've always been really into the night. Like I've always stayed up really late, woke up kind of, you know, late as well, but I've always just kind of been more creative at nighttime. And I always just felt like more connection to being up late. I know it sounds kind of strange, but like, I'm just like more of a night owl. I'm not like the morning bird gets the worm. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so not me. It's not my journey. I've always really liked Lunar Beauty or just Lunar anything like Sailor Moon was a huge inspiration of mine when I was younger 
Sailor Moon, just love that. And so anything to do with the moon was like very intriguing to me. So that's why I wanted to call it Lunar Beauty. Okay, so you started on YouTube in 2014, is that correct? Yes, 2014. 2014. Before you launched your YouTube career, what did you think you were going to be doing? I read somewhere that you were in med school. So yeah, so I was on the journey, on the path going to med school. I was in college. I was getting my BS in health science. So I was getting my undergrad in health sciences. And I was in that transition phase between wanting to apply to med schools. I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. That was like my goal. I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. I wanted to, you know, help people feel like their best. That was like the whole, my journey. That's like what I really, really loved. And so between like going to wanting to do more school and I was like, I don't want to do more school. I was like, I don't want to do more school. But then I found makeup and makeup was like such a fun creative outlet for me and in a way I felt like I was helping people feel the most beautiful by wearing makeup instead of like having to get surgery or whatever um not that anyone has to get surgery but you know if they want to they can but that's kind of how it was for me that was my trajectory was just like helping people out in that way wow I didn't know that Sarah you did some digging then a little bit of research just a tiny bit so It's 2014. And I mean, I remember this time so vividly because it was like when you said like men in makeup, it was you and Patrick, right? It was like the duo. And everyone was like, oh my God, these men, like they have facial hair and they're wearing makeup. I mean, looking back, it's just so like, what were we thinking? Thinking that was so like crazy, right? No, totally, totally. Because it's just such a normal thing. Now nobody even bats an eyelash at it. As one of the first boys in beauty, I'm sure that you've had so many incredible, amazing breakthrough experiences, you know, helping people find their identity and things like that. But I'm sure there were thousands of hurdles you also had to clear as well. Do you remember a few things at the beginning that you're like, damn, when are we going to progress? Like, why is this still a thing? I think that for me, it was more like personal struggles I dealt with a lot. I think that For me, it was like my family didn't know what I was doing behind the scenes. And I was like kind of living this like Hannah Montana life. And I was like doing makeup by night and like working at JCPenney by day. But technically I work at Sephora inside JCPenney. But that was hard. Like I feel like when you don't have like, you know, a system that's backing you constantly, I just kept it a secret. You know, I was like just doing it all on my own until I found like the internet and I found like Patrick became a close friend of mine. And, you know, I started to get this like camaraderie with people that was like, oh my God, this could be like my tribe too. You know, this could be like people that I truly care for. And not only that, was it like hard in that situation, but it was hard that the fact that like brands like wouldn't take us seriously. They were like, oh, boys and beauty aren't a thing. It's just a fad. It's just going to go away. Like no one's going to like, no one wants to wear makeup. No boy's going to sell makeup essentially. Right. Cause it's like, how is the boy going to sell makeup to a girl? It doesn't make sense. So, you know, in the beginning, it was a lot of like my manager pitching me and Patrick together, like for the price of one girl, you get two boys. Like it was very that, you know, it was hard. It was very hard. It was hard to get brand recognition. And it wasn't like for, you know, years. It took a while for it to Um, happen. Luckily, it is now what it is. But in the beginning, it was really, really difficult. And me and Patrick struggled a lot. Sarah, I don't know if this was the same for you at Bustle, but I remember one time at Pop Sugar, I really wanted either you or Patrick to come on and do a makeup tutorial mm-hmm. because we were plotting and you know planning our video content. And I remember somebody in the room, why would our demographic of women 18 to 35 want to watch a man apply makeup when they don't look like 
themselves. And I remember thinking, this is such archaic thinking. It's makeup. If it looks good on Manny, I'm more than willing to try it on me. It's the art of it, right? Totally. So, So I think we have come light years from that mentality. Although... I do think there's so much when it comes to men in makeup. I remember somebody asking me if like you and Patrick were trans. Oh oh yeah, all the time. Which is so bizarre to think about. Like, do you still get that? Like, do people still ask you that? I mean, surely not. I don't actually get that as much anymore. I think that in the beginning, it was such a confusing thing for the community in general. It's like people were kind of confused by like why I wanted to do it. They're like, well, why aren't you shaving your face then? I actually still get that question. Like, why aren't you shaving your face? And I'm like, because I don't want to. Yeah. I'm not trying to female impersonate. That's like not what my goal is. I literally just like enjoy wearing it as I am. It's just my artistic outlets, my expression. And I think that in the beginning, people didn't understand that that's what it really was. They thought like, oh, you're just trying to be a woman. And I'm like, no, I'm literally not at all. I literally just like like making playing with makeup and it's fun for me. So that's like what the, a lot of confusion was. Is people just thought it was something completely different. And it took a long time for people to kind of realize that. Because of course, a lot of boys obviously love to do female impersonation. Hell yeah, do you. That wasn't my gig. That wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to just be like the bearded boy who doesn't want to shave their face and just like kind of have fun and like be like the friend next door that you're just like kind of chit-chatting with online and YouTube. Like that's what I wanted. I wasn't trying to like be, you know, teaching the craziest things ever. Like, I was self-taught. Like, I don't know all those crazy things. I didn't go to school. I literally was just like wanting to shoot the shit online and like just kind of like banter with makeup and like let's just have some fun. Like Kirby said, it's like such a non-thing like seeing a pretty boy in makeup or, you know, a man in makeup, especially like on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. It's just like such a part of the conversation. Do you look at those videos and look at those YouTubers and influencers and feel a little like sense of pride and joy because you paved the way for them? Honestly, I do. Sometimes I forget like that's kind of how it was because I've just been doing it for so long and now it's so normal that you almost forget like it was a struggle in the beginning. Like you almost forget like you went through those hard times and like that and that you literally crawled so that someone else could run essentially. And I think I think that too because I feel like the fight's still going. It's not like yay boys and beauty like if I were to like literally be dropped in like a random southern state I'm sure people would be like looking at me very strange it would be very uncomfortable I would feel uncomfortable you know it's not like it's like just done you know I think it's awesome and I think that the beauty space is so open and great but the beauty space is not all of the world you know and I constantly constantly think about these things and like even when I you know interviewed Biden like people were like oh my god the fact that like a boy in makeup like full glam was able to interview the president of the United States it's like oh my gosh I didn't even realize you know I almost like forget that these things are still going on and it's so hard it's so super super hard and hard to get recognition and it's like I'm glad that I'm able to help open some doors for other people to kind of just run through you know but it is tough I just kind of constantly grind I always forget I'm like oh my god I wasn't like this all the time it's so wild that um you know you mentioned like your manager pairing you and Patrick like a two for one thing are like men won't be able to sell makeup. And I'm like, fast forward a year, literally like the top earning, you know, influencers in the beauty space were you and Patrick, right? Like, I mean, it was wild. So I agree with you. There's so much progress that has been made, but the internet isn't real life. So we live in this bubble where like I'm watching you on YouTube interview, you know, Dr. Fauci and the president. And it's so funny that you said a man in makeup interviewing the president of the United States. Like, I just totally forgot that you were wearing makeup. Like, it's like, it's just you, you know what I mean? 
Thank you. Totally. When people let me know that that's what's actually happening from like an outside perspective looking in, I feel like I'm in LA. I live in a fucking little bubble. Mm -hmm. Like I totally forget that it's not like this everywhere. It's not like this, even all over America, you know? So the fact that it's like, oh my God, this is so important that a man in makeup is interviewing the president of the United States. It's like, oh my gosh, like it hits me. It takes me back. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't really even think about it in that way. I was just like so excited for this opportunity because I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. But I didn't even think about it, how amazing, you know, an opportunity it really, really was. I was like the first male ambassador for Maybelline, you know, years and years and years ago. And that was like another one of those things where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the first male ambassador. I was the first model for Maybelline. I was like in their commercial. But at the time I was grinding and I was like just working so hard that it didn't even hit me until people were like, you realize you're like the first guy, right? I was like, oh God, I am the first guy. You must be so proud. Your family must be so proud of you. We want to talk a little bit about you grew up in a religious family. Totally. It was hard for your parents, specifically your dad, to accept you after you came out. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, that journey and like, if it's not too personal for you to share, like what the relationship is like now? Because I'm sure that everyone in your family is just so proud of you. I mean, you're friggin' talking to the president of the United States. And Kelly Clarkson. And Kelly Clarkson. I mean, which one's better? We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. It's, it's Kelly, for goodness gracious sakes. But yeah, no, I mean, I grew up uh, very religious. I grew up in a Mormon household, you know, and even people like now, if they think like, oh my God, like that's so crazy. And I was like, honestly, I enjoyed my upbringing. I did. I really did. There was obviously a part of me that I always was hiding the fact that I was gay and I didn't even know myself. You know, it was very like pray the gay way in my own head. And so I was just like denying it for so, 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 so long. But I was always like perfect kid, right? I was always the kid that all my friends' parents loved me. They're like, oh, if you're gonna go out with Manuel, like that's fine. I wasn't Manuel at this time. If you're gonna go out with Manuel, like that's totally fine. Like you don't have a curfew. Like I was like the good kid that every parent wanted like their friends to be around. But I think it was, I was so good, you know, because I was like hiding the secret, right? I was like, okay, if I can be great in everything else, like I was a straight A student, I played volleyball in high school, you know, I was like a sports kid, whatever. I, when people found out I was gay, then they would still like me because I was so good at everything else. Um, and I think that, you know, when I came out or when I, my parents asked me, essentially, it wasn't even me coming out. My parents were like, are you, <laughs> you know, like, are you, you know, uh, gay, essentially? And, you know, it was, it was hard on us, honestly, I was hard on us, but my parents both thought like being gay was a choice. You know, they grew up in a super religious Mexican household as well, and they didn't have gay friends, you know? It was more so, it just took a lot of like learning and knowledge and constant back and forth between us two. And it was hard in the beginning, obviously. It was super, super tough. Like my dad was less accepting. My mom was more accepting, you know? I think she's moms, they just have that, like their sons, you know? But my dad, it was just hard for my dad. And so it just took time for, I mean, for me, like time was like the biggest healing thing was that like, I think it was a, a don't ask, don't tell. Like all of like my late teens, it was like, don't ask, don't tell. Like it's, it's not really happening if we're not talking about it, you know? And so that was tough. That was really, really hard for me. That was really hard on me. But now luckily me and my dad, you know, like he literally works with me like full time with Lunar Beauty and he's like my biggest advocate. It's so crazy. Cause, and I think that for him, it just took like, again, time. And it took like him trying. I think that's really, really important is that like, usually when parents, you know, have a gay kid and like their kid just like rebels and like, well, F you, I don't care about you. You don't love me, whatever. I think that it's really, really important for the kid as well to try. Like, it's like a, like your parent and you, like you have to like try together. You can't just have like your parent be the only one trying. 
or you know you only trying i think it really takes like to detangle you know and i was trying i was trying to connect with my dad and my mom they were trying to connect with me so it just it worked it happened and when i was doing beauty you know i would show the messages of like people sending me i was like this is like what i'm doing this is how i'm helping this is how i'm contributing to society and they were like but what about you like being a surgeon and i was like i don't want to do that anymore. So I think that it was just tough because they had this whole life planned out for me, right? They had this whole straight life. I'm going to be a plastic surgeon. I'm going to be this crazy, amazing like person, but it ended up just turning in a different direction. And they had to like, you know, realize that that was like the path I was going in. And luckily for my parents, they're so loving and they're so incredible and they're so amazing. Even like me, I feel like it's also being Latino too. Latinos are very close knit. And I was just so lucky that they were trying just as hard as I was. And they realized they're like, no, like you didn't just like choose to be gay. Like you were born this way. And I was like, exactly. Like that's kind of what I want to reiterate. And now they literally are like my biggest advocates. Uh, that's so heartwarming. And I, I love that you brought up that it really has to be an effort from both sides because totally. there are people who do come out to their families and their families want nothing to do with it. And I think for the person coming out, that's traumatizing, right? Totally. But you shouldn't keep trying with people that don't want to accept you at the core of who you are. And that can be so hard to kind of separate. So I'm really glad that you shared that. I think that's going to help so many people. Thank you for sharing that amazing story. No, for sure. And if you guys haven't seen the um, segment, go on YouTube. Manny was on Kelly Clarkson's show late 2019 with his dad. And... Eva Mendez, and it was a really, really cool conversation to see. So we'll also link that on our website so y'all can check it out. Okay, I kind of want to pivot because you are a person of the internet. You get unsolicited opinions. Maybe you get a thousand compliments, but I'm sure you get some comments from people that you're like, why the hell did you have to say that to me today? Absolutely, all the time. So how did you learn? Because you are consistent in posting. I mean, I see you on stories all the time. You post these hilarious TikToks. You are regular with your uploads. And I see all these really positive, amazing comments. But how do you move forward when you see something negative? Like, how did you train yourself to kind of like, not harp on it? For me, you know, I feel like in the beginning, it was a lot harder for me to just like, differentiate the comments. Like, for me, it was like a hundred positive comments could be ruined by one negative one. And that's like kind of how it was. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do about this? Like these people like really swear, but I think what really helped change my mindset was the fact that they don't actually know me. They don't know real life me. They don't know anything about like my real, real, real deep down life. That's kind of what made me kind of differentiate. I show people what I want to show them. You know, I show them the parts of my life that are fun and exciting and great. And of course I'll show them like the hard stuff, but not as much as like the fun because I don't want people to feel like depressed watching my content. So I think that once I realized that these people that were hating on me specifically didn't really know me, didn't get my vibe, they didn't understand who I was as a human, it like helped me a lot to just kind of like let it go off the wayside. Because it's like when people send you hate, a lot of the time it's really projection and it's like if someone's saying like these horrible things about me and they don't actually know me at all it's like oh well that's like really like you talking about yourself because you don't actually know me so you're projecting how you feel onto someone else because if you feel like crap you make others feel like crap there's like a saying that's like you bring people down when you're down 
you know? So I think that that's kind of what helped me differentiate the fact that like, it really has nothing to do with me. It has more to do with them and their issues. Like, honestly, if you're the type of person who's gonna go online, hide behind a screen and like just talk crap to people, I feel bad. I don't even need to like feel any other way other than I feel sorry for you in some way. Like I feel like genuinely, I feel bad that like you can't enjoy your life enough. You can't go and live your life enough that you have to go online and talk crap. Like that sucks. Like that, like th that's a shitty life to live. So I think that for me, it just like, those kind of comments don't affect me. The ones that do affect me are ones that are like, I've been following you for a long time. Something you did, like it hurt me and I can't keep following you anymore. That's when I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I apologize. Like that sucks. Like I didn't mean to come across in some type of way. That one's like affecting me more because it's more personal. But comments that are not personal, that are like, you're gay, uh, you're ugly, you know, go kill yourself. All those things, it's like, girl, okay. Like, but see, the thing is the majority of people that aren't like social media influencers, those are the kind of comments they hate. They get, that. Like, those are the kind of comments they get. So you don't even have to worry about those like weird, deep-rooted comments. <laughs> unless you're like an influencer. <laughs> but if you're not, if you're just like a, you know, people like just go by and send you, someone will send you a mean comment. It's like, has nothing to do with you. Totally. That's really good advice. On the same note of people not knowing, you know, the real you or, you know, what your real life, real day-to-day -day looks like, you know, I think people probably look at your YouTube videos and your Instagram and TikTok and they're like, Manny has such an amazing life, which, you know, you do. You're pursuing your dreams. But I feel like there's probably a lot of stuff that people don't know about your day-to-day -day and, like, how hard it is to do what you do. Can you share some of those things that, like, what do people not know about Manny's life? For sure, yeah. No, so so even, like, going back for, like, a quick sentiment, just to go back to the point of, like, people not knowing me, it's not that people don't know about my life because they do. I do share a lot of my life with people, and they know that aspect. They just don't know what's going on in my head and the reasons I'm doing certain things. That's kind of what I mean by like, you don't know me. You're not like literally living in my head. You're not my best friend who I'm venting to about certain things I'm devastated about. Like you don't know that, those aspects of my life. So you can't make these full well-rounded opinions about me and you don't know the struggles I have. You know, that's kind of what I mean. But when it comes to like a day-to-day, -day, like some days are hard and some days are not. So that's like the cool thing about being able to be an influencer and being able to do what I do is that there's some days that are like really busy and jam-packed and I'm like, going through the gigs constantly, but there's some days where it's like, oh, today's a chill day. You know, for example, today is like a little bit more on the hectic side because it's like this morning, I am doing a deal with the Forescope for benefit. So I had to film that for TikTok. I had to film the deal for that. And then I have to finish up glamming. We're going to do the podcast today. And then right after this, I have to film my reveal for my Life's a Drag, you know, facelift palette. And then I have like a conference call with our design people at I think three... And then I have uh, a couple of approvals coming in today for my Bush palette. So those are the kind of things that are, it's like, there's just a lot going on, like behind the scenes where it's like, I can't like be as like present online. Cause it's like my real life in real life, I had to do a lot more. So those days are a little bit more on the hectic side. And so I'll probably be done today around like five or six, like a regular work day, honestly, like a regular nine to five work day, had to get a ton of stuff done. Yeah. I think sometimes when people see their favorite YouTuber or content creator, they're like, uh, so much fun. They're going on trips or they're going to events or they're unboxing or they're playing with makeup or making videos. And they don't know they, it really is like a one person production company. Like you are doing so many things like, you know, coming up with the idea for the benefit quad, like 
that just doesn't come out of thin air. You don't just turn on the phone and just start going. Or even like the process of filming yourself. Yes. I feel like people think that that is so easy, but like hand them a camera and the makeup palette and they'd be like, I don't know what to do. Even holding a makeup palette. It is hard, especially if there's a mirror involved or if you're trying to get a reflect from one of the shades. Like you want to hold it in a way so that the camera picks it up and it's not blown out by the lighting, right? But then you also want your face to be lit the right way. There's so many components to it that I don't think people are really thinking about when it comes to what you do on a daily basis. Totally. And honestly, the, I think one of the hardest parts too about being an influencer in general is that like there's no one telling you what to do. Part of things that I miss about more of a traditional job is like having a boss being like, hey, like I need you to go do that. And like, you know, that's your task. You have to do that. You have to get it done. And like when you're done, you're off work. With being an influencer, like you're never really off and no one's telling you what to do. So I think that's the part that it's like, it's so self-motivated. It's so self-driven. That's why I'm lucky to have so many influencer friends who help me stay motivated because it's so easy to fall out of it and just be late, especially like during quarantine last year. It was so hard to create content. Like, because honestly, you're just lethargic and you feel like the world's falling apart. You don't want to do anything, you know, and no one's making you. No one's making you do it. You have to do it yourself. You have to want to do it. You have to want to be able to make the content. You have to be inspired constantly. And you're never off. Like, whenever I'm going to, like, let's say, go get boba, let's say, you know, I'm like kind of like a little prepared on, on in case someone's going to come up to me and recognize me or I just need to be, you know, I have to be, I want to be able to give them like Manny anyway. You know, I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. Like, even if I'm not in the mood. You know, I'm not in the mood. I don't want to like really do that. I want to take a selfie. I look ugly. Like I'm just not in the mood for those things. I have to be on because I want to obviously give someone a good experience if they meet me. As somebody who gets so much PR, boxes of it, you have tried every makeup brand, skincare brand. You've tried it all. They've tried you and you've tried it. Okay. Yeah, honey. So what beauty brands do you think are underrated like what brands do you think don't get enough love on youtube and on instagram and on social really good question it's a really good question i feel like honestly it's not even about underrated overrated whatever there's just brands i enjoy and that's really what it is for me it's not even that i think about like oh my god you're so underrated like blah, blah, blah. no it's like if you work hard on something and you put the effort in i recognize that and i love it for example um i'm not saying that meld cosmetics doesn't get recognition because they do but they look like they put a lot of effort and work into their product. Like, I feel like they're creating, you know, custom tooling, custom molding. They're really putting effort into the packaging. That's what really gets me is like, if I feel like a brand is going out of their way to put like their heart and soul into something that excites me, you know, for me, I will use stock components. I will, but of course I'll decorate it in my own way. Like I want it to be an experience and the brands that don't make things an experience are what annoy me. That's why I created a brand in the first place was like, I felt like, there was so many brands out there that literally just felt like it was just like this rich old man running the whole thing, didn't care about the consumer at all. They were just trying to make a quick buck off of a product and off of like just people needing that product. So for me, I was like, well, I'm going to create products that I feel like I put my heart and soul into, work really, really hard on, create amazing formulas, and it'd be a fair price point for what it is. And so I think that's like what's really important to me is like seeing brands that actually put the effort in. I love that. Is there a brand that's launched in the past year that you think just knocked it out of the park? Ooh, launched in the last year. Um, I'm trying to think of brands that have launched. There's so, honestly, there's so many. It like actually overwhelms me. I mean, honestly, for me, like I feel like I really love Fenty Beauty. They had obviously didn't launch, launch this last year, but I feel like they are definitely one of the benchmarks 
for a lot of beauty brands. A lot of beauty brands try to like be like them. You know, they try to do the same thing that they're doing. I actually really like Morphe 2. I like Morphe 2 more than Morphe 1 or like Morphe Rush. <laughs> no shade, not trying to be a bitch. But like, I just feel like I connect more with that. And I don't know, maybe they have Charlie and Dixie as like the spokespeople, whatever it might be. I like that like vibe more. Interesting. Yeah, I like it more than I like original. Oh my God. Okay. Unpopular opinion. Yeah, we need to give Morphe 2 a chance then. You guys should try their little foundation drops. Okay. They're actually so sickening. You guys would be like kind of shocked. I don't know. There's something about them. Like their packaging is better. The formulations to me are better. Everything about it just seems more elevated than the Morphe 1. And so I enjoy Morphe 2 more in general, just because I feel like they tried harder on that. I'm just trying to think of like what other brands have launched. Like give me an example. Rare Beauty that launched. Rare is a great example of awesome, 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 awesome example. Oh my God. Like, and they're slaying it too. Yeah. They're doing a great job. Oh, I love their stuff. I really, really do. I'm really obsessed with their pore diffusing primer. Absolutely obsessed with it. It's like the primer I've been using constantly. I'm wearing it today. Like I literally love it. They're pore, they're, it just came out. Amazing. Okay. Manny, top of mind. What is your favorite skincare brand? Favorite skincare brand? I think I really like Murad. I feel like Murad's one of my go-tos. Great answer. A tried and true. We love them. They have so many great, like, different lines for so many different things, which I like. Like, it's not like other brands that have, like, a range. They have, like, the purple line for, like, old skin, green for, like, environmental, whatever it might be. Totally. Okay. What's your favorite account on TikTok? Favorite account on TikTok? Honestly, it's the Hot Boys. I don't even know. I don't even know the (laughs) names. I think his name is Thor or Bradley Thor or something on TikTok. He's, like, lit. He, like, chops wood. Oh my God, wait, Manny, I literally was going to go, is it the guy that chops wood? Because I have seen Manny in his comments, literally. Stop, you're literally outing me. Yes, he's like, sir, it's so good. It's so good. I am obsessed with him. Like I am literally in love with him. Deadass. Oh my God, I can't wait to go watch this man chop wood. Gorgeous. I would ever thought chopping wood was so fine. Is he like clothed in like flannel or is he like no shirt suspenders? It's literally no and it's flannel. It's literally like a lumberjack man. Okay. When we were all, you know, at events and doing real life, who was your favorite celebrity encounter? Or I guess it could be via Zoom too, because you sort of just had one. My favorite one would probably be Nicki Minaj. It would probably be my favorite encounter. She was just really cool. She was super down to earth. She literally followed me on Instagram and Twitter after. I was like, you don't like, what? Like, you don't have to do any of that stuff. And she was just like super cool, super down to earth. She's, she's like, you look so fire. And I was like, you're Nicki Minaj. But honestly, a lot of the encounters I've had with celebrities have been so wonderful. Lady Gaga was wonderful. Mariah Carey was wonderful. So many people that have just been absolutely amazing. I've been really, really lucky. I was going to ask you about Mariah Carey because I remember when Mac, like, did everyone go to New York? It was like a whole thing in New York. I wasn't with me. Wait, how did you meet her then? I met her because her team reached out to mine about celebrating like her Christmas album. Yes. And so we did a little video together for that. Okay, that is incredible. She's just the goat. She's the best. And she was so freaking cool. And I was like, really, I was nervous to meet her. I feel like I can turn it on when I'm like in the zone and like I can get there. But I was a little nervous because I was like, oh my God, I'm just hurt. She's a diva. But like she was such, she was a diva in the best way. Like in the absolute best way. I loved her. I have to bring this up because I think everyone is going to die when they see this. Y'all need to go and scroll on Manny's Instagram. It's down pretty far 
but there is this video where Manny is in his car. I think you're leaving like the NBC Universal lot or something. Oh. And you're holding your phone, like kind of like about to do something or you're taking a picture of yourself. And all of a sudden you hear someone like yelling and you look over and you're confused and you rolled on the window and it was Miley Cyrus. And she was basically just like, Manny, oh my God, I see what you're doing. I see you taking a picture. And Manny like, he like obviously gets really excited, but then he turns off the phone and I'm like, damn it. I'm like, we wanted to see the conversation. I wish I kept, dude, I wish I kept it going so bad. Like my freaking, but I was so shook in that moment. I didn't even know. I was, and I was recording like a Snapchat. And I think it was like literally it ended. Like it wasn't like. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like, I think it was before, like you could just keep going on the snaps. It was like, boom, it ended. Like a couple seconds, whatever I had. But that was crazy. She's like, I see you making your vid. And you know, it's her because it literally sounds just like her. But I was like, I can't believe she knew who I was. I was shocked. And then after that, she sent me a weed bouquet on Valentine's. Miley, send me a weed bouquet. I was shook in. <laughs> okay, I want to ask you this, and you're going to make fun of us, but can you do an impression of your bestie, Laura Lee? What is your impression, your best imitation of Laura Lee? <laughs> oh my God. No, see, honestly, you know what's crazy is that whenever I'm hanging out around Laura more often, the Southern accent, it comes. It comes out a bit. And I start to feel like I sound like Laura Lee. <laughs> Not that she even sounds like that. She does it. But when she like goes out of town, then she comes back, the accent is strong. And I'm like, what are you saying? Bowl peanuts? What's a, what's a bowl peanut? <laughs> a bowl peanut. She just, I honestly just feel like I have a country accent whenever I like get around her for like a long time. And she doesn't even sound country. It just like happens in me. It like sprouts. If President Biden was a beauty brand, what beauty brand would he be? If President Biden was a beauty, he'd be a boss ass bitch beauty brand. It has to be something sickening. You have to be like, like a legacy brand. Yeah, it has to be like a legacy brand. It has to be like something dope. It has to be like Benefit, NARS. I would say probably more in the NARS realm because he's just like classic, but he's so jokey too. But he's fun. So I would have to say maybe Benefit actually. Fun, but classic. Yeah. Old school has the longevity. But then also it was like evolving as times change. Okay. Yes. He like can get with it. Oh, I love that answer. That's a really good answer. I think benefit would probably be, he would have to be benefit for sure. Let's pretend you become a famous movie star and you're in the next like summer blockbuster. Who is co-starring with you on screen? Who is co-starring? I would say it had to be like Chris Hemsworth. Wow. Popular answer. Like, can we please, you know, Thor, just Thor me up. I guess I just like the name Thor, apparently. <laughs> but it would have to be, have to be Chris. Like, come on. Are you kidding? He's like tall as hell too. I'm six feet, so it's not like I'm like short, but I always love a man that's taller than me. I'm like, make me feel like a little woman. <laughs> make me feel like you're just tossing me around. <laughs> Even though I'm six feet tall, and 200 pounds. <laughs> oh my god I love that answer and Manny I have to tell you this this is stroking your ego a little bit I think you could be an incredible actor I'm not just saying this when you do your TikToks I'm like I need to write a series so I can cast this man in my TV series like I truly think that the next big like once you you know you can keep YouTube going obviously obviously keep your beauty brand but I feel like we need to catapult you into like TV star, movie star, like next iteration of your career. 
you know what's funny is that pre-quarantine, I really was like, I wanted to get into acting classes. Like I wanted to do like these things. Of course, quarantine happened. Like obviously things paused or whatever, but I literally like had like it on the books. Like I was like, I'm going to do some acting classes. I'm just going to try. Cause I think for me, it's like, I love new adventures, right? I was like, I would like to at least try. For example, the podcast I'm doing with Laura, like, it's a new adventure for me. It's something I've never done before. It's something that I like, what if I feel a passion for it? You know, I love trying to find new passions and new excitements. And I thought acting would be another one of those things for me. So I've definitely, definitely thought about it. And I think it'd be fun. I just think, I think it'd be a fun adventure. And I think that, you know, obviously, yeah, I do makeup and I'm glam and stuff like that. But I feel like if I'm like not glam, I can like play a good role. I don't know. I think you could do either. I'm now convinced based on your TikToks. I'm like, this man is an actor. He's a thespian. <laughs> you're, honestly, your comments like literally make my day when you come here like, this is everything. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like it makes you so happy when you say that. We have to figure this out. I'm bound and determined. Manny, you're so awesome. We are so thankful that you spent some time with us today on Los Angeles. Where can everybody find Lunar Beauty? And then where can they find you? You can find Lunar Beauty on Instagram at Lunar Beauty, um, Twitter at Lunar Beauty, and then me, Manny, MUA733, on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. I have it all. Snapchat, baby. She is a well-rounded influencer. <laughs> she is everywhere. I don't just mean the BBL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you brought it full circle. You brought it full, full, circle. full circle with the plastic mm -hmm. surgery. Okay, we, we love to see Absolutely. it. We love to see it. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Los Angeles with Manny. Of course, you can find us on our website, glossangelespod.com. We're going to link all the products and all the brands that Manny mentioned on our website. So if you feel like you missed it and don't want to rewind, just go to the website. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Los Angeles Pod and join our Facebook group. Search Los Angeles and join the Glam Gelino group. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com mm. 